This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us, a show dedicated to bringing real help to real couples. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and together we are high-performance marriage coaches. We are cutting through the bullcrap and creating a movement of happy, healthy, badass couples all over the world. Let's go! What's up? Welcome to Anatomy of Us podcast. Today, we have a super cool guest, Coach Brian Ward. What's up, my man? How you doing? Thank you guys for having me. I've been super pumped about this, man. Yeah. I, I, like My day has just been on fire because uh, I've been so excited about doing this. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time and hanging out. You're the host of the Dad Up podcast, the Dad Up tribe, and the whole host of Dad Up stuff. And I really, and I'm, you know, I'll just dive in, you know, real talk. I really love seeing your posts and stuff because... It's like, oh, this dude has it dialed in, mm-hmm. like how you treat your wife, how you treat yourself, how you treat your children, too. Your children are a little bit older than ours. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, I, I look at your stuff and not like, oh, okay, he's got it all together, you know, and whatever. But it's such an inspiration to be like, okay, this this is this looks like a a well-lived, well-intentioned life. Mm-hmm. And it just encourages me as a dad. Of course, as a man, and I know you encourage a lot of people out there too. So uh, for folks who haven't heard uh, who you are, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, what you do, some history and stuff like that. Awesome. Well, thank you for that, Seth. Uh, First of all, thank you for that introduction. Uh, I am by no means perfect. And, uh, you know, I try to live my life the best way I can for my family and myself, but I make mistakes every single day as a dad, as a husband, you know, there's just things that, that happen that, that, you know, I, I mess up on still. So I'm not, I'm, you know, I post these things to help dads, but, uh, you know, I'm by no means perfect. So, mm-hmm. but I appreciate the introduction. Um, yeah, it's my two boys, you know, I've, I've been a huge part of their lives growing up. They're both 23 and 21. Uh, so they're older now, but you know, when I grew up, uh, I had parents still married to this day, 50 years married, uh, they worked blue collar jobs and they weren't real active, real involved in my life as a young boy. Mm-hmm. And that impacted me. Uh, and I didn't realize it then as much as I do now, uh, how much that really did have an impact in my life. Um, because, you know, I played sports, you know, from elementary school all the way up through high school, I played sports. Um, and I can count on one hand how many parent-teacher conferences they may have come to, open houses, sporting events, you know, my games. I used to ride to my games or practices with my friend's parents because my parents couldn't go. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a knock on them. They just right. had, they had jobs, they had to work. And so a lot of that fell on my, on my shoulders as a young boy. And that impacted me. And I knew then that I wasn't going to be that way. Um, and so when my wife and I had our first boy, I was going to do everything in my power to make sure I was hundred percent dialed in uh, with him as a, as a dad for him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the job, you know, I work corporate America. So the job that I had at the time, it had to align with my values as a dad. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't, cause there are parents out there that don't have jobs that allow them to be active in their kids' lives as mm-hmm. much as they want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, that wasn't a choice. If my job wasn't going to be flexible for me, I would have found a different job. That's Mm -hmm. how important it was to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've coached since my boys were four years old, all the way up through high school. Um, I've coached their teams. Um, I have been at every single function that they attended in school, parent-teacher conferences, open houses. It was just important to me. I wanted to be there. I wanted to be involved. And so I I hit a tough spot in my life where my younger son, he was a senior in high school. And I knew that my older son at the time was in college. And I knew that my role, it seemed to me that my role as a dad had essentially ended because my younger son was now 18 years old and he was going to be graduating high school and going off on his own. And he was independent and all that. So I felt in my heart, like my role as a dad has been accomplished and there's nothing else I can do as a dad 
for them to be there. And it, you know, I talked to, you know, uh, brother, my brother-in-law about this and, and I was telling him, I'm like, I feel this is like this void in my heart. Mm. I don't know what's next. Obviously, as you know, Seth, obviously as dads, we're always going to be there for our kids, regardless of their age. Right. And for you too, Melanie, as, as far as moms go, I mean, we're always going to mm-hmm. be there for our kids when they're you know older. Um, that's, that's going to, that's never going to end, but I felt the void at the time mm-hmm. and I didn't know what was next for me. I was enjoying looking forward to being an empty nester with my wife. I wasn't looking, I was looking forward to that part, but I just felt like I'm missing something now. I did what I was supposed to do. My wife and I did what we were supposed to do. Now what? And um, somebody said to me, they said, there's one outstanding quality you have about yourself and that's being a dad. And why don't you elevate that into some sort of platform or brand to where you can help inspire other dads? And it was mentioned doing a podcast. And this was almost three years ago now. uh, Mentioned doing a podcast and I'd listened to them. they weren't super important to me, but I had listened to a few. So I knew about them, looked into it, talked to my wife. She's like, oh my gosh, you'd be great at it. And that's kind of how the ball started rolling. I thought, you know what? I'm going to talk to dads that are successful in their careers, successful in their home life. They can provide encouragement, tips, strategies for dads that may be struggling in areas being a dad. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was how the journey kind of got started. And that's where I am today. I've been featured on CNN. I, I, I was interviewed on CNN a, a little over a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've been in articles and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's just that's just all kind of icing on the cake. Right. But the real important part of what my brand represents and what the podcast represents is really to help the family structure become stronger because it's important. And our kids are becoming more disconnected from family because of technology, because of the independence, wanting to be independent. And and they're growing up so fast that what can I do as a dad, as a role model to other dads? And this is, this is kind of how the brand got started. So yeah, Yeah. I'm 150 something episodes in and interviewed guys like Seth um, and uh, just a lot of, a lot of great dads that are, that are really doing things out there. And um, I, I felt that it's made an impact and I, and I'll continue to do it just because it's important. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I think that what you're offering is a model, right? And so it's so hard if you've, if you grew up in a place where you didn't have that modeled for you, what does a good dad look like? What does an involved dad look like? If you grow up without that, you don't know one that you didn't have it. You don't know that it's, you know, like you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you offer this amazing opportunity for dads to see what it looks like to you know, step into like, I can see how this helps and I can see how this guy did it and that. I, I just love it. I just think it's awesome. And I love Thank that, you. that you're like keeping that moving forward, even though you have adult kids. I think that's awesome. Also, do you love having you. adult sons? Is it fun? I will tell you what, I have dads that come to me and go, you know, my kid just doesn't want to hang around with me. It doesn't want to be, it doesn't it isn't interested in it. Like my boys were growing up. I'm a Raider guy, right? My boys are, I should probably shouldn't say that on the podcast. <laughs> uh, my boys were growing up, you know, they were, they were all into Raiders and they were all into NASCAR. That's the kind of stuff I was into. And then when they hit those teenage years, they were just like, uh, yeah, no, I don't want any part of it. Don't hug me, dad. I want to go hang out with friends. Mm-hmm. And I tell dads, I, I go, look, trust me, trust me when I tell you this. They're going to be, they're going to, you're going to be their role model when they're younger. Mm-hmm. And then when you hit those teenage years, probably about 12 to maybe 18 or so, mm-hmm. they're going to want nothing to do with you. Yeah. Love them, support them, give them guidance when they need it, but they're going to want nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. But trust me, they come back oh. and both, and both my boys are two of my best friends. Oh, you know, I, trust me, we still bang heads a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. They're ornery, you know, they're young men. But they're two of my best friends, and I love hanging out with them, and it's it's just cool. That okay, so, so happy. I, I'm going to be honest here. So we have a well, I'm I guess I'm always honest, but <laughs> real honest. No, uh, we have a 14 year old boy, a 13 year old boy, and a 10 year old daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And man, uh, where <laughs> where the 14 year old is right now? I took him to school this morning. His cousin usually picks him up, and I, that that was something that I really enjoyed. I used to take the boys, both boys, to school. I would pray with them on the way. We would see, you know, just like look in the woods for deer and stuff like that. And just that like literal 12 minute drive, I cherished. I was like, mm-hmm. this is going to go away soon. Mm-hmm. Like I know, right. I know it will. But I was like, every, I tried to make it fun every single time. 
And now I take the 13-year-old kid to school and still do the same stuff. But the 14-year-old, literally, I'm like, we have nothing to talk about. He doesn't want to do anything with me. He doesn't want to hang out. He's like, None a, of this like stuff. an alien sometimes. And, and I was like thinking, I was constantly thinking, did I do something wrong? Did I like, was I in a bad mood and I yelled at him or something? Or like, does he not respect me? Is this just, is, it, what have I done? Have I lost him, you know, forever? So you saying that is is really encouraging uh, to me as a dad. The the 13-year-old still wants to hang out with me all the time. He's just like talks right. and hangs out and is just, you know, wild about it, which is great. But I want other dads to hear that who have similar age kids. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing you say is like, yep, you haven't lost them. Still work tirelessly, endlessly to maintain that connection, to teach, you know, to... We say this on the show, uh, especially around parenting, more is caught than taught, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Um, so just how you're living your life. We got a new, a whole new gym set up, and he he's showing some interest in, mm-hmm. in the gym. And I'm like, okay, let me teach you how to bench press and do the, you know, cleans and do all this stuff because you're not born with that knowledge, right? And I remember right. I had coaches in my life who taught me that stuff. I'm like, hey, just hang out. You can, you know, sit over here and do, you know, twiddle your thumbs while you're watching me. Right. That's fine. But you're always invited. You're always, you know, welcome in this space, kind of thing. So that's how I'm trying to, you know, keep it cool. But that's you know, that's the key. That's yeah. the key, Seth. Is when they're in those age that that age group where they're just you think they're showing a disinterest in you. It's really not. They're just trying to figure out who they are. Right. Mm-hmm. We talk about it a lot, especially in the parenting world. Our kids are really just trying to figure out who they are, especially in those teenage years. They're going through a lot of hormonal changes mm-hmm. that are happening and they're kind of lost. They're kind of confused. And I think the important part uh, of, especially in that age group, the important thing to remember is that you're constantly showing them love mm-hmm. and constantly communicating with them as much as you can. They may give you those word, one word answers. I hate, I hate the, Hey, how is school? Oh, it's good. Yeah. Our kids okay. goes normal. Yeah. Right. Hey man, how was school? How's your day? Normal. Normal. (laughs) Right. So that's why I encourage dads that open-ended questions are always the best instead of the, the, you know, the closed-ended questions, the open-ended questions are the best. They may not be interested in talking. That's okay. But at least you're showing an interest, but showing them love, showing them the interest in in talking to them, communicating them guidance. If they need help with anything, if they seem like there's something on their mind, just ask them. Mm -hmm. So you would be, you would, you'd be amazed at how many times they will open up. Mm -hmm. They may not at the moment, but they'll eventually open up if there's something on their mind. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're showing an interest that he showed an interest in weightlifting, working out. That's your in, right? Mm -hmm. Right. He's showing an interest in something. That's my in. During the pandemic, we had a a tremendous amount of students who were working uh, remotely, right? They were online learning. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge transition, not only for kids, but for parents too. And one of the things that I had a lot of dads asking me is, I can't get my child, he's home all day. I can't get him off the video games. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, there do have to be boundaries Mm -hmm. because they do still have school, right? But who cares? They're stuck. They can't go out with their friends because we're in this terrible mess right now. Mm-hmm. So join them, mm-hmm. play with them on the video games. Mm-hmm. That's a way to show, oh, my dad's interested in doing this. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And have them teach you, Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, th- those kind of things, like the things that they're interested in, you may not necessarily be interested in it, Seth or Melanie, you may not be interested in it. Right. Show interest. Well, it's so so funny that you said that because our newest thing lately, and this happened a few years ago, but we had a pause. I loved Mario as a kid. Like I was a Nintendo player. I played Mario. I played Tetris. I played all the things. And our kids recently just brought Mario back out and they're like, mom, want to play Mario? And so now we actually have to schedule in enough time at night so that we can play enough levels of Mario so that we all get it out. But it's so much fun, like Mm -hmm. so much fun. And I think parents take for granted that those moments really do matter. Little, like you're right next to me. We're having a good time. We're laughing about the same thing. I'm not in trouble. You don't think what I'm doing is wrong or bad or dumb or whatever. Um, so yeah, I just love that you brought up, like I love old school video games. Now don't give me right. any Fortnite. I don't know how to play with a dancing banana. That's too hard. <laughs> but I do right. love Mario. 
Yeah. That, I mean, again, it, just going back to what you're saying about the working out, I think that's tremendous. And that's a great opportunity for you guys to connect and mm-hmm. show him, like you said, help him because he has to learn the mechanics so he doesn't hurt himself. Right. He's right. still growing, but just showing an interest in, in helping him along and guiding him. Um, you'll be amazed at the conversations that'll come up during that time too. It may mm-hmm. be something that's on his mind that he hasn't been comfortable talking to you about necessarily. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, the car rides are another great opportunity. I know kids a lot of times are on their phones in the car. I used to take those opportunities. My boys got phones when they were 12 years old, but I used to take those opportunities, whether it was a 10 minute drive or a 20 minute drive, I used to take those opportunities just to ask them about their day and and just kind of get them, get them talking a little bit. Mm. Um, So yeah, car rides are huge. Turn the radio down, ask them a couple questions and see, feel where they're at and maybe they'll open up to you. So it's a captive audience, right? Yeah. (laughs) I have a question about, um, and this might sound out of the blue, but it made me think of it. Do you ever run into like, so you work with men, do their wives do anything that stops them from showing up fully as a dad? I know that sounds like a weird way to say it, but I hadn't formulated it before I said it. Uh, but do you see what I'm asking? Like, is there a thing that women could learn about what it means to be a dad? What, like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, you know, no, yeah. I, I, I understand sense. what, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And, and, um, I haven't had a whole lot of experience with dads bringing up their wives side mm-hmm. of side of, you know, situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that there are times, and this has happened in my own personal life, but I do know that there are times where dads were a little bit more, um, gruff, rough, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, you bump your knee, shake it off keep going, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Where moms want to bandage it and take care of it and love on them and all that kind of stuff. So they're, they're more of the, the sensitive side of things. Mm-hmm. Dads are a little bit like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. Um, so I think from that side of things, uh, that's where the moms are great because mm-hmm. they can kind of teach dads mm-hmm. how to open up emotionally to their kids and, and, and learn the sensitivity side of, of being a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to moms, sometimes for dads, Hey, sometimes it's okay to back up and let the husband take care of Mm -hmm. situations or Mm -hmm. things. I've had my boys get into full out brawls in our, in our house, Mm -hmm. you know, fighting over something. And, you know, my wife's having to call me because they're both six, three and she's having to break them up and she's five, four. She can't, she can't break them up. Right. So she's calling me to help out. So there might be times when dads need to kind of step in and provide a little bit. I mean, but listen, dads are, dads are, supposed to be the protector, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, pr- providing that safety net for our kids and providing the safety within our homes. Um, I think that's where moms need to kind of let, let their husbands take those roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's important. So I hope that answers your question. Oh, it totally yeah. does. Well, And one thing I wanted to share about that too, that you, it reminded me as you were saying that is that someone was talking, I think it was someone like Jordan Peterson. Somebody was talking about when we do not let kids roughhouse, and it's typically with dads, they actually don't learn the skill set of like how how hard of poking someone else is too hard because if they never have the experience, you know, like when little kids jab your eye or whatever kids do, uh, they have to be able to like wrestle and then they learn the actual boundaries so that they don't mm-hmm. go out and accidentally hurt someone when they try to wrestle with them. Mm-hmm, and I just right. thought that was really cool because they were talking about just the the deep importance of letting your kids wrestle with their dad. Well, yeah. I, I, I I am I'm chuckling because two things happened very recently. I, think I, I know like, what you're I got about. this in the bag. I'm a pro at that. So tough. Our middle kid, the 13 year old, you know, um, he's I don't know. It's close to my height, right? And he's you know kind of filling out. And he's like, hey dad, look at my muscles. I'm like, yeah, let's do some push ups and sit ups. Let's get let's get going. So he came up and punched me, and it's kind of a <laughs> sucker punch. And he, it got me off uh, total, not expecting it. You know, I just reacted like punched him back like in the shoulder i mean not like uh, obviously we not did, crazy. we're not like fighting yeah. or anything but he was like ah. it made him mad i was like dude you punched me first right right, right. <laughs> and and then and then we had a conversation about it you know so that was that was pretty cool it's like okay how far can i go with dad mm-hmm. it's like oh that's sometimes what mm-hmm. may happen you know um but it, it's it's not i didn't hit him right it's it's all it's all good and yeah, then, disclaimer this is yeah this is disclaimer all yeah folks. disclaimer this is it's all cool right <laughs> And then our daughter, who is oh, almost yeah. a green belt in Taekwondo, she is oh. just a a she's intense. She's wild, and I love mm-hmm. it. Right, so um, she she uh, was kind of you know punching me, but she was punching as hard as she could. You know, my hands were up and stuff like that, and we're kind of dodging and stuff. And then she like jumped up, and I ducked, and she literally oh, punched me right in the lip, and I was like, oh. 
Yeah. That hurt. You know, and instantly she felt bad and stuff like that. And, you know, just hugged me and wouldn't let go. And I was like, hey, sweetheart, we were just playing. Right. You know, we were just yes. playing. Daddy's okay. Daddy's not mad. You're not in trouble. We're playing. But I want you to learn you can punch pretty hard, you know, so yeah. don't don't right. go to school and do stuff like that. But it was it was really like, yeah, that that connectivity, that physical stuff, like with my kids. First of all, I think dads need that because we had a lot of it when we were younger. Mm-hmm. I wrestled right. four years in high school and played tennis. So I was so always I. like, oh, awesome. So I was always like, you know, in the gym doing stuff with guys and just, you know, messing around. And there's a thing that I read about maybe like a year ago. It's like adult men don't get that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's right. why there's been a resurgence of like old guy, not older guys, but uh, adult males doing jujitsu, mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's like, hey, it's like let's physical, go. literally physical touch. It's yeah, right. not it's, weird. It's, 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 it's physical touch where you're like grappling and that mm-hmm. kind of kicks into your brain something different of like, yeah, I need this. This is adventure. How far can I go? Do I have this guy? Oh, that guy has me. I know my place mm-hmm. kind of thing. Which is really super cool. So I'm a pro at yeah. that with our kids. <laughs> Have you seen that Jocko Willink grapples with his daughter? And she's like an adult. Oh, that's cool. I, it was the coolest thing. I had only yeah, she, seen like a snippet of it. She yeah. looks tough. I mean. Yeah, she's, she's, a, she's, she's a black belt in yeah. jiu-jitsu. She'd kick, kick your butt for sure. Yeah, but. but it was really cool to see that. Like just even that. I feel like well, that is a really awesome example of a dad. Yeah. I love so, yeah, I, I used to, I mean, I used to wrestle with my boys and rough house with my boys and stuff. And it's funny that you're talking about, you know, kind of punching, doing stuff with them. I, we were just up visiting family uh, over the summer. And for the first time, my, my brother-in-law had, he had gloves and he's like, Hey, I'm going to take the boys out. We're just going to kind of, you know, punch around, you know, with nice. gloves on. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm in. Right. You know, I'm, I'm a Marine. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And my boys, you know, my boys are, I'm five ten. They're six, three, right. They're both six, three. So they're, they're coming out. And now mama bear is like, I call her mama bear, but my wife, Andrea, she's like, she's like, Oh no, I don't want them to get that. I'm like, relax. we got gloves on. Relax. We're good. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, uh, my two boys, when they got the ring and had the gloves on, they were throwing down. Like I even was like, Whoa, these guys <laughs> yeah. are taking out some like past memories of like stuff, you know, yeah. on each other. <laughs> but then I got in, I, I was, I went to go against my older son. And he was not laying off like he was throwing. I'm like, okay, all right, you're 23 now. All right. We're going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that <laughs> it felt was, really it, fun. And though. I was going to say, it's got to feel so good. It was a blast. Now, my yeah. wife's standing in the corner and she's like, oh my God, oh my God, stop. You know, I'm like, relax. We're good. Right. And, and I, yeah, was, I, mean, yeah. I was not going easy on him. I was not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to oh, speak that. to that because this is something that I had to learn as a wife. So my family is very like protective. You don't like in a, not a great way. So like, oh, don't make him do that hard thing. Don't make him do that whatever thing that he doesn't want to do. Like, oh, that does not raise strong sons. And I don't want that for my own sons. And luckily he's like a proper cowboy. He rode horses and his brother was a bull rider. I mean, it's like for real cowboy over here. And so he helped me see like, you got, you just have to let them fight. You just have to let them play rough. You've just got to let me do these things with them. Mm -hmm. Otherwise they're going to be they're not going to be as full as they can be as men. Soft. And pull- yes. Yeah. They're yeah. going to be soft if you don't, whatever. And so I've, I've had to find literally like coping strategies because this like alert goes off in me that I know is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds weird. I know it's there for a reason, but I know that I'm hypersensitive to stuff as well. So I have trained myself. If they're doing something that I think they might get hurt doing, I literally don't look. That's like one of right. my, like, I just don't look. Cause whatever, I mean, I want them to be able to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, I want to say that for the women out there, if you feel like you are being too protective of your sons, especially doing rough house type things or any, or your daughters, doesn't matter. Uh, if you feel like you're being too protective, find mechanisms for yourself. Otherwise you're burdening your husband with having to calm you down all the time. And that's not the point, mm-hmm. right? right? The point is for your kids to rough house and play and learn the skills that they need to learn that only rough house and play can teach them. So I'll get off my soapbox. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's great points. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think when my, when, when we were doing this boxing thing, my, my wife was telling me, she, I was still in the house, they were outside and she, she's like, Blake and Brett are going at it right now. And I'm like, Oh, cool. You know, I want to check this out. And my wife's like, no, they need to stop. I'm like, relax. It's good. Just let them, they're good. Right. right. And, then, yeah. and then when the two or three minutes were done, they hugged each other, shook it out. They were all right. Good. That's so, and funny. then, you know, I don't know why though, my wife stayed in the house when they were watching and she tried to like mingle with family and tried not to pay attention. Mm-hmm. 
But when she heard that I was out boxing with my son, she immediately came out. Like, I don't know if she was coming out to get on me about not, don't do that. Don't, or if she wanted to see me get my butt kicked. I don't know. I I think, I think maybe it was a, she wanted, she was curious and it piqued her interest. Like, okay, now my husband is out there. So now I'm more connected to it. I want to see what's going on. You know, if like me and the boys were out, say, I don't know, mud wrestling or something, you wouldn't be like, Oh, don't, don't, you know, you would come out and see what we were doing because I think number one, you would be interested in, Oh, wait a minute. I'd want to see the the dynamics of it. The dynamic. And this is like a full expression of like, okay, Mm -hmm. guys doing, you know, goofy stuff or whatnot. And, um, I, I, I think, I think it's cool. Like I, I think men, dads, especially we get super hyper focused. Like, at least the good dads out there who are want to be responsible and accountable and like, okay, I want to raise my children in a good way. I'm going to be present. I'm going to give them what I may or may not have had growing up like, like you mm-hmm. did, you know, um, as a therapist, I always believe that people try the best that they can with what they have. Right. And we want right. to be better than how we grew up no matter what. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, what, what would you say that you see oftentimes with like, young dads and and what are some of the the pitfalls because we're like okay i gotta be a dad i gotta you know mm. work and provide and do all this stuff but i often see like okay they're really hyper focused on providing like okay the career mm-hmm. go get a lot of money work 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 to provide but then they miss out on a lot of stuff yeah. where it's 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 yeah. imbalanced and i didn't know what i didn't know being a young mm-hmm. dad so what what's some advice around that for, from you yeah I think um, it's a great question. I think one of the things that, that young dads, brand new dads struggle with the most is fear. The fear of not only now I'm responsible for this gift from God, right? Because they're alone to us. They're, our children are alone to us from God, right? Mm-hmm. So they're now this gift from God that I have to care for and take, take care of and teach them and help them grow to be, you know, functioning adults. Mm-hmm. So I think it's fear, fear of that, fear of what am I going to do to provide for this child? safety, a roof over their head, food, you know, food and clothing, all that kind of stuff. So that's a big, um, a big struggle for new dads is the fear, the fear of what, what do I do Mm -hmm. from raising to providing? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think when it comes to that, um, I think what dads have to realize new dads in particular, I think what you have to realize is that what you're doing is for the betterment of your family. You're doing what you have to do to provide for your family. However, there's a sidebar to that. As you had, as you had alluded to, Seth, don't be so in tune with trying to provide for your family that you miss out on all the little things because mm-hmm. the little things could be that first step. The little things could be their first test at school that they aced and you didn't get to hear the excitement in their voice. Mm-hmm. That first thing being their girlfriend or their first boyfriend or first girlfriend, you know, those kind of things are super important. That first thing where they make the goal or the basket for the first game that they ever played in. Those times are so critical um, that if you're so in tune with just trying to provide and you miss out on those, you will regret it. I promise you, you will regret it. Yeah. Not being a hundred percent all in as a dad doing all the things that you need to do, not only providing, but doing all the things you need to do to make sure you're uh, around for your child. Mm-hmm. Um, you missing out on those things. I just, I, it, it makes me sick to think that if I had missed out on different things that my boys participated in mm-hmm. my younger son, when I coached him in high school, uh, it was my first year coaching him in high school. He was a starter for the basketball team. Uh, he was one of the captains and I was a coach on that team. And we made it to the CIF championship game and won. And it was the first time in the school's 100 year history that they did that, wow. that we did that. That's amazing. And the cool thing about it is I didn't allow my work to justify or, or control what I did with my family. And the fact that I was there, my son and I both have championship rings Mm. that we will have forever. Mm -hmm. Imagine if I didn't have that opportunity, if I didn't get to see all of his games, if I, if I had missed those moments, Mm -hmm. I, I would be full of regret that I allowed something else to control how I, how I take care of my family. Right. Yeah. And, and those things, you can't get that back. 
Mm-hmm. Like no. you, you know, our, our kid was only two years old once. <laughs> right. Right. He's, he's only, he's only going to be 14 years old uh, for about another month until right. his birthday. Right. Mm-hmm. So like right. you can't get that back. So dads, I implore you, what is your, what is your priority out there? What is, what is the vision that you have? If you don't have a vision, first of all, create a vision of what kind of dad right. and relationship you want to <laughs> yeah. have with your kids. And then what does that look like? And if it means, Hey, my vision is like, make 80% of my kids functions or something, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you can't. So I'm not like knocking on the dads who are out there busting their butt to provide and then getting there when you can. Right. That's, that's circumstantial. Right. But what is, what is that vision? What does that look like? Okay. And then go out there and do what you got to do because you, you can't get it back. Like as there's, there was a a, a saying having to do with parenting. It's like, what is it? It's the shortest, longest time. Oh, that's the name of a podcast. Or the actually. longest, it's shortest really time good. or something. And yeah, it talks it's the about shortest, longest time. When you're like, oh, I'm in it. I'm, you know, changing diapers. I'm making lunch. I'm driving people to school. And then you're like, whoa, what? Wait a minute. Now they're 18. Holy yeah. crap. What, it feels right? like it'll take forever. And then what all of a sudden happened, it's like, right? so it's past you. I, uh, I, did, I didn't think this way, you know, until a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is, this is real. Let's, let's get far more involved. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what. And it's far more rewarding than, oh, sorry, working late, making some overtime. Who cares about the money? You go make more money any day of the week, right? Mm-hmm. You can't go back and, oh, um, I want to be there for that, uh, you know, three-pointer that he made to win the game mm-hmm. or her dance recital or this or whatever, you know, or when they're in the trouble, you know, kind right. of thing. So it's like dads, poof, I know it kind of yeah. like got serious, but I'm like, yo, you can't have those back. So mm-hmm. make sure right. you're doing what you need to do right now so you can be there and present. Yeah, it's it's all it comes from sacrifice. You have to you have to find areas. There are plenty of hours in the day that you can sacrifice, kick to the side that you can use to funnel towards your family or your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I did, I was a, I coached for twenty years. I just retired in February. It's my last time. I finally I finally hung up the whistle, as they say. Mm-hmm. I was my wife was tired of being a, as they call them a coach's widow. Right. So I was looking, I was looking forward to being home in the evening times again, but those, those years that I spent coaching, there were many times where I had to leave early two o'clock in the afternoon so I can make a practice or a game. I was a coach, right? What I used to do in order to do that, because I work in corporate America, what I used to do is I used to get to the office. I'm not kidding you. I used to get to the office at 4.30 in the morning. Mm. So I could leave at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. So my job's not sacrificed now. Mm-hmm. I've told them, this is this is what I'm going to do on these days. This is what I'm going to do. I'm still going to be here all in 100% from these hours. I'm going to come in early, but I'm going to leave at this time so I can be, for, be there for my kids. And so I used to do that. 4.30 in the morning, I was at the office on game days or, pra- or practice days. So I could be at those practices. That was just sacrifice. I was willing to sacrifice a little bit of sleep. So because my kids were that important to me. Yeah. What an amazing example of like dedication that sets for your kids. Thank you. And it makes me think too. I'm curious to know if you in like while your kids were growing up, but also now, do you talk to them in a way that you, this is going to sound weird in a way that you see like people around you are not talking to their own children about the importance of presence. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. And, I, and I'm I, asking really, like really specifically because I think when people haven't seen what really intentional parenting looks like or really intentional fatherhood looks like, they don't have the words to like, oh, tell me about this and isn't really, aren't relationships important? Like they don't know what to say to their kids. So would you recommend or have any thoughts about like, just even how you communicated to them about the power and importance of showing up for them. Yeah. I think it comes back to what Seth said earlier, and that's more is caught than taught. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can talk to your kids about, Hey, how I'm being present for you, how I'm showing up for you, those kind of things. That's going to go really in one ear and out the right. other. They want to see, they want to witness it. Mm-hmm. So I have coached many, many thousands and thousands of kids uh, that had parents that I had never met ever Mm. because they couldn't come to games. They couldn't show up to practices. And I used to, I used to, you know, be kind of a mentor to them, to those kids who didn't have a dad in their life. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had players reach out to me that graduated high school. Uh, This, I had just one uh, right before the pandemic, just kind of bringing up this kind of a side story. He reached out to me. I'd coached him through high school 
and he had graduated high school and he said, Hey coach, uh, this is so-and-so, uh, I was just wondering if maybe you had a moment to have lunch or something. Uh, I just want to talk to you about some stuff. He didn't have a dad in his life Uh and his mom worked two jobs. Mm. So I said, absolutely. Let's grab lunch. So I set up a lunch date with him and I asked him before we went to lunch, I said, what do you want to talk about? And he goes, I just need some direction. And I said, great, I can help you with that, but be prepared. I'm going to ask you what you want to accomplish. I want to ask you what your dreams are. I'm going to ask you what your goals are. If you don't know any of those things, get your thoughts together now, because I'm going to put a roadmap together for you. Yeah. And he's like, cool. And we Love sat that. down for two hours at lunch. And I said, what do you want to do? He's like, I really want to play college football. And I'm like, okay, so what are you doing to get there right now? And then we ran through some things. I said, what kind of goals do you have in place? Well, I'm not really sure how to write a goal. Cool. What do you want to accomplish this year? What do you want to accomplish in five years? And I said, let's start making a game plan. Let's put a plan in place for this year mm-hmm. to get you to where you want to be. And I'm going to provide you some books to read. I want yes. you to start looking at these books. Mm-hmm. I want you I, reading may not be a big thing to you, but you need to start. Mm-hmm. And if you have podcasts, you want to listen to a podcast, that's fine. But even books are on tape are good too. Mm-hmm. So I just went through all this stuff with him for two hours. And I told him, I said, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm not going to let you slide. So I'm going to be checking in on you. What are you doing? How's this going? Are you reading the, have you read this book? I'm going to do all that stuff with you. He's like, cool, let's do it. And I did that for a good couple months. I did that solid. And uh, he's playing college football now. So those kind of, those kind of, those kind of things are what, how I showed up, how I communicated, right. Not only to my kids, but to other players. Mm -hmm. And the fact that my kids see that, the fact that I had another, I'll tell you another story. I had another kid that I knew when he was little. And I raised him, not raised him, but I kind of mentored him. Mm -hmm. His parents went through a nasty divorce and he kind of lost um, kind of that connection with his dad. Mm -hmm. Well, this was a very pivotal pivotal time in his life through high school. Mm -hmm. And he needed help with learning how to drive. Mm -hmm. And his mom wasn't really sure. Like, so she reached out to me and said, hey, can you help him kind of take him on some driving lessons? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I did that. Helped him through that. He needed help trying to buy his first car. So I spent the whole Sunday afternoon driving around to different dealerships, talking to different dealers and all this kind of stuff about buying a car. Um, <clears throat> there was a time that he had a battery, that his car died. He didn't know how to fix the battery, how to replace the battery. So I told him, you need to go get a new battery. I told him what to do. He went and got a new battery. I came over to his house and replaced it, helped him, showed him how to replace the battery. Those kind of things. And then I got to go to his wedding. He invited oh. our family to his wedding. So yeah. those kind of things, uh, that's how I communicate. That's how mm-hmm. I show up. Yeah, And yeah. that lesson right there, the fact that my boys see that, it, it's it's enough proof. I don't yeah. need to provide you any more proof. Yeah. I don't need to talk to you about showing up. You see yeah. what I do. That's yeah. amazing. And, um, yeah, you're taking like, you're taking the process of, so for example, my battery dies. I don't know what to do. Some parents would be like, oh, whatever. I'll do it. I'll fix it for you. Oh, you're so useless. You can't even fix a battery. Like they don't see the need of the kid, whether that's I want to be a football player or I need a battery changer. I don't know how to drive or I need money for this. And you're actually saying, I see you. And I see that what you care about matters and I care about it too. And I'm going to help you get there, but I'm not going to do it for you. And I'm not going to like leave you on the sidelines. I'm going to bring you in and I'm going to teach you and I'm going to show you. And again, I'm, I'm taking the time to really explain what you're doing. It comes second nature to you. But if people weren't raised this way with that, like sort of like, think of like a loving dad arm is coming around the side going, I got you, dude, like I got you. Mm-hmm. Without that feeling, some men just don't know how to do it. But if, if I can share that in a way and using your examples and help men step in differently for their sons or their daughters or whatever, I mean, that is a game changer. It's a game changer. Just that little arm around the shoulder saying, I got you, let's do this together. That's like what being seen feels like, if that makes sense. Yeah, oh. no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, before, uh, before this young man, uh, he was, he got engaged to his, uh, now wife, but he got engaged. And, uh, when I found out that they were engaged, I hadn't yet met her and I had, you know, I'd helped them through high school, you know, driving and buying a car and all these different things. Right. Well, I hadn't yet met her. So I reached out to him and I said, Hey, um, I haven't met Michelle yet. Mm-hmm. I'd love to meet her. Mm-hmm. Can I take you guys for coffee? Oh. So we met at a coffee shop and I talked to them 
right up your guys' alley. Yeah. I talk to them all about marriage yeah. and what it means to be a married couple and how to love each other and the, th- and the practices they should go through as a married couple, mm-hmm. still dating and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff when the thing kind of wears off after a while, right? Um, I encourage them to reach out to marriage counselors and see a marriage counselor on a regular basis. You know, those kind of things are the conversations that we had because I, I wanted to make sure that their foundation as a couple was strong before it got 10 years down the road and Mm. there were little hiccups along the way. Right. Um, So those kind of things are the ways that I think that my boys have seen in me. Mm -hmm. And if I had to, if I had to bet my house right now, I'd bet my house that they will be the same way with their families. Yeah. 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 Cause they know it and we go to what we know. Yeah. Right. In stress or in good times. So make sure that you are uh, out there knowing and and gathering good Mm -hmm. experiences and knowledge. And I, I, I want to say something. I this like solidifies why I kind of like you so much, right? <laughs> because and I that, figure it out, but now I, I think like I figured too, it out. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I I had an idea, but like even just talking to you more. And here's the thing: if if guys or or women, but we're just talking about mainly guys, you know, dad up and stuff, grew up in in uh, sports and had a coach and know that like camaraderie. You know, it's like with, with wrestling practice, you know, we, we we practiced every single day during season and then in the off season, you know, so it's like you're spending the majority of your time with these other sweaty dudes and also a couple of coaches, right? And that kind of camaraderie is is so strong and like a good coach goes, all right, I, I, I see this in you, I see where you're struggling, let me help you, let me guide you, let me tweak, let me kick your butt sometimes and then also let me be like, also know when like, whoa, he's maxed. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me tell him it's okay. Okay. We're, we're here. We got you. Right. And so I know that you've done that. So that's one thing that I like about you. And then the other thing. So in my, in my career as a therapist, I worked most of my days with, um, uh, boys, right? Mm-hmm. Boys 12 to 18, sometimes 22, but we would do this thing called outdoor experiential therapy, right? So I would take them camping. I would take them out in the woods. And these are guys that I've known since they were probably actually younger than 12, mm-hmm. since like eight and all the way up. So I'm with them for like, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. And we really get close. Some of them didn't have dads. So me like being able to fill in there, mm-hmm. it's like they're, they're such a sponge, you know. And if mm-hmm. I can pour or when I would pour mm-hmm. into them, it, it, it felt so real, so genuine, like, oh, wait a minute. This feels almost like falling off a log for me. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's hard work, of course, but it's like, oh, I remember being a boy. Now I can show you some stuff. I don't have it all together, but let me help you. And like, I see that you've done that with, you know, thousands of other kids and stuff like that. So we have that in common. And I just, I know how it feels like when a guy, uh, you know, a former um, uh, student or player or something can call you up and go, hey, coach, Seth, or whoever, uh, let, give me your ear for a minute. I'm like, hey, okay, what you doing? What's going on? And that just feels like you, that you, you can't bottle that. You can't can it. It's so just, it's awesome. It's an awesome feeling. And I know exactly that you know what I'm talking about. So that's yeah. not, not, I don't talk to a lot, a, a lot of other dudes who know that, but you know it. And, and that's, and that's pretty rad. So it's, it's good work, man. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's, it's something I, I cherish. I love, I love being out in town and having now grown, you know, young, young men, young Mm -hmm. grown men come up to me and go, Hey, do you remember me? And I'll go, "Mm," cause I coach thousands of kids. Right. And I'll go, they go, you were my coach on this team that I'm like, yeah, now I remember you. You know, I, my wife and I were just out to dinner. This just happened just a couple of weeks ago. We were just out to dinner at a restaurant here in town. And one of the waiters was a kid that I coached. And he said, Hey coach, excuse me. Do you remember me? And he looked familiar. I'm like, I think I do remember you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I was on your basketball team. I'm like, yeah, 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 I know how you doing. You know, just those kind of things are cool. I've had, I've had players reach out to me on Instagram, go, Hey coach, I don't know if you remember me or not, but you coached me in eighth grade and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember you. It's all good. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. That's um, awesome. So I just, I love it. I love it. Absolutely. So I want to kind of t- take a different track, but not, not too much. This is the idea of having other men in particular, women need it too, but of course we're just talking to the men right now, and your uh, board, 
like your board of directors. In, in our mastermind group, we have a, a, a focus, a, a, a board, right? Like who's in your corner? Who are you accountable to? Who do you allow to speak wisdom into your life? And who uh, allows you to speak wisdom into their lives as well? So tell me a little bit. I know you've had a very long running board of some super awesome guys. So tell me how that's materialized for you and how other men need that too and how helpful it's been in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking about that. Uh, It's something that I've heard from other people that this is not something that I made up, Mm. Uh, even though I like to say that I did because I didn't hear it from anybody else. I thought of it on my own. And then when I heard other people go, yeah, I've heard people doing that. I'm like, really? I thought I made that up. Uh, So anyways, I, it was just one of those things where I said, look, you know, athletes, you want to get in shape, you hire a trainer, you know, all these different people have, you know, like my wife and I have, we actually have a marriage coach Mm -hmm. that we see once every couple months. Mm -hmm. And so we all have these various coaches in our lives, whether you want to admit it or not, there's somebody in your life that kind of gives you advice or guidance. And I thought it's interesting that we as human beings wouldn't have something like a board of directors. Companies use board of directors to help them function and help them run smoothly and keep them healthy. Why can't we as human beings have that? Um, So that's where I kind of thought I should have a personal board of directors. And so I I reached out to some some good friends some people that I respected that were successful in their lives and doing things that they do as dads and and men as far as being in business and all that. And there were certain categories that I wanted to fulfill or get better in in my life. Mm -hmm. There were things when it comes to my spiritual side, things that when it comes to my financial side, um, business side, branding. Uh, I even have one dad, uh, one guy on my board that's not a dad. That's why I call it the man up tribe instead of dad up because I have one guy that's actually not a dad, mm-hmm. but he's really good in business um, and 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 inspiration and, and self motivating. Like he reads a lot of self help books and stuff like that. So I wanted that kind of that leadership, and I reached out to these guys. I had I don't know there probably had to be twenty guys that I actually reached out to and. A lot of them, you know, said, no, I just, I don't have the time Mm -hmm. for it. I'd love to help you out. If you have questions, you know, you want to pick my brain about something, I'll help you out. But I I just can't commit to something right now. But these eight guys, seven guys, these seven guys said, I'd love to. And I said, okay, well, here's what you're going to do. I'm going to write up a contract and you're actually going to sign that contract and you're going to commit to it in this contract, it's going to, you're going to be open and honest with me. You're going to share with me your thoughts. You're going to tell me the hard stuff I need to hear. Um, I don't have, my wife's not on my board. I don't have my direct family on my board because family is going to tell you what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had to have a brother-in-law that's on my board, but he's my financial guy. Like he, he understands that side of things. Mm-hmm. So that's why I trust him. He'll, he'll be truthful with me. Um, so they, they did. And I signed a contract saying, I'm going to be, I'm going to share with you when I'm struggling. I'm going to be all open and honest with you. And we, they all signed contracts and they had to commit to these, these meetings. Every other month we have a meeting and it's via zoom. Mm-hmm. We have a meeting every other month. And I have an agenda before each meeting that I send out to them. And I said, this is the agenda. And it's really centered around me and what I'm doing and what do I need to work on? What do I need to improve? But to be honest, I've been doing it now for over two years and these guys have all grown from it. They mm-hmm. all take advice and, and so they're all growing. So it's not just my personal boards. It's, it's their board. They're, Mm -hmm. they're all learning from it and gaining from it. Mm -hmm. One of the things that, uh, that I've had to recently, um, take accountability for that they're helping me with is my fitness side, my, you know, being more active and and getting out and doing things and and exercising a little bit more because I had some, I had some blood pressure issues and Mm -hmm. things like that. So they're holding me accountable that this studio, uh, was not set up when I start first started talking to them about mm-hmm. building a studio for my, for my podcast mm-hmm. and they were on me. I mean, if I showed you some of the back channel stuff on Instagram, the messages that they would send out about hounding me to get the studio done, mm-hmm. but it's, it's stuff that I needed. I needed that push. You know, I needed that kind of that rough push. Yeah. And um, so now the studio is set up. I mean, those kind of things I've grown from and learned from and cherish. I mean, the books that I'm reading now are insane. I was yeah. not an avid reader before mm-hmm. I started the board. Now I read about five books a month. Mm-hmm. And it's just insane. Mm-hmm. So 
there were things that I had to learn to cut out in my life that they helped me realize mm -hmm. listening to talk radio in the car when I'm, you know, going to the office, things like that, mm -hmm. listening to podcasts or books on, uh, you know, mm -hmm. books on audio, audio books. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so those areas, they all helped me out in, and I would highly recommend it's one of the best things that I ever did and yeah. will continue to do every year. I ask them if they want to continue. If they don't, they can bow out, but every single, every single one of them has stayed on the whole time. So yeah. um, it's something that I highly encourage. Yeah, that's so, amazing. Melanie was tapping my leg and that means you that she wants to say something, but I have to say cut something. Me off right now. So a lot Actively. of guys, this is interesting because in, in my mastermind group uh, that we have, one of the questions that I posed to the guys, this was topic of conversations in the different groups that we have. I said, hey, why don't men reach out to other men as often as we should. Just what, you know, I wasn't calling anybody out on it. If, if I need to, sure, we can. But why, why don't we do that, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of guys, and I can tell you what we came up with, you know, a bunch of different answers that all make sense to me. But most guys don't do what you did. You're mm -hmm. like, wait a minute, okay, huh. I need some help. Uh, I know I'm better, I'm stronger together than alone. Let me be vulnerable and ask a bunch of guys to help me here. That's essentially what you were asking. Like, hey, I need help. I need some, some, some not guidance because I think you had it pretty much together. Guidance. But, oh, there you go. Guidance. A, that could be a, a podcast, brand right? For you. Uh, but <laughs> a lot of guys don't do that. They, we try to white knuckle it and go, oh, well, I got it together, which of course we've seen guys fall apart and all this mm -hmm. stuff. But what in you, I think this would be helpful to, for other guys to, to hear, what in you made you go, wait a minute, I'm going to, maybe swallow my pride or put my ego down or whatnot and go, I'm going for it because I know that I will be better if I make this choice. So what, what was the connector there for you? Uh, well, I think what you're saying is guys in particular, um, they're afraid to ask for help because it shows a sign of weakness. We don't want to look like we're weak. Mm -hmm. um, the crazy thing is, and I, we've I know you guys have talked about it. The crazy thing is, is you'll be amazed at how many people will actually love to help you mm. if you just ask. Yeah, they don't know you don't need help unless you ask. It's like that old you know uh, Wayne Gretzky kind of quote. You know, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Mm -hmm. right? right? Just ask. Right? And so for me, it was like, look, I'm struggling in these areas, and I know I need help. And for whatever reason, my mindset isn't strong enough to help me get over that bump in the road, right? Or that hurdle or that challenge. And why not ask somebody who's been there, done that, how to do that? Mm -hmm. And they give me their guidance. I mean, it, it just comes down to, you have to make that decision. Do you want to, do you want to just continue? Listen, the, the life you're living now, if you're struggling in areas, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And yes, asking people to help you that can be hard, but choose your heart. Mm -hmm, you right. want to continue living in the life you're living now and not, and not getting anywhere like feeling lost or struggling in areas, or do you just want to take a leap of faith and ask somebody for help? And mm -hmm. you never know the answers you're going to get. Maybe they won't help you mm -hmm. ask the next guy, ask mm -hmm. the next guy. Mm -hmm. And I, so I think it just comes down to making that decision. Look, I'm going to put the, put, like you said, put my ego aside. Mm -hmm. I need some help in these areas. I want to, I want to succeed in these areas. This is important to me. Mm -hmm. I want to accomplish it. In order for me to do that, I need to figure out how to do that. You've done it. So how do I get there? Mm -hmm. Can you give, can you give me some tips? Yeah. And, and, it's and just a matter of asking. Guys that have done it and, and women too, but again, guys that have done it usually are always willing to help. Mm -hmm. Always. Sure, yeah. Right? Like, it, it, I mean... It's like I'm it's so, an ego boost. I was gonna say, you yeah. ask me for help, Seth. I would be like, "Yeah, I'll help you." I know. It's it, it, everything it, I know. You know. It's an ego boost, and it feels good. I mean, okay, newsflash: it feels good to genuinely help other people. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, absolutely. if anybody comes to me like, "Hey, can I ask you a question? I need some help on this," I'm like, "Let's go." I, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I may not have the answer, but maybe I will. So, let's do it. Yeah. Another element of that, there's two things that I wanted to mention. You can finally ask your question. I know. It's, like, I know, it's so hard to like remember, like, what was I going to ask? Um, but one of the things I really love about having a board, and you said, and I come with an agenda, which tells me something that you didn't say out loud, but I can gather from you saying, and I come with an agenda. That means that you have actually sat down and thought, you've examined your life. And that's a step that most people don't ever take. They are in it, 
it's driving them crazy or they feel bad or they're addicted or they're whatever, or they are in bankruptcy or whatever, but they don't stop and examine their life. And then it's, it's like a, the business model of working in your business versus working on your business, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you're in those meetings, you're working on, not in, you're not, you know, day-to-day paying bills. You're like, wait a second, let's get above this. Let's talk about it from a higher plane. Let's think about it at a new level. And so I just really love that. Like, it makes me think of whoever said the examine, unexamined life isn't worth living. Who Donatello, who knows? Donatello. Marcus Aurelius. A Ninja Turtle did a not Ninja say Turtle that. A Ninja Turtle said <laughs> that uh, an unexamined life is not worth living. But the second thing I love about that is that I, I love taking, and I don't play sports and I don't know anything about sports, but they're teams. They are teams. The only solo sports, they're all boring. Golf, anyone? No, just right, kidding. I was right. totally being silly. Um, but like wrestling is very solo. Right. And I, I play I'm just single joking. tennis. So. <laughs> I'm joking. But the more that I take a look at how, like, even how football plays are run, they're written out, they're examined, they're they're taking not just what they're skilled at, but what the other team is skilled at, and then they make a play based on that. Like, I love using sports team sports analogies to look at our lives and how we run them. And are we being proactive or what's the word defensive or offensive? I don't even know. But anyway, I just love that. And I, I do have to point out that your sign behind you is very accurate. Best coach ever. <laughs> it's very, very accurate. I want to know who you got that sign from. I know. I love it. <laughs> well, I, it was a trophy or something that uh, one of the, uh, one of the parent uh, team moms gave me or whatever, but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's nice. accurate. So I, I want to be respectful of your time and I, I have two, two more questions. So yeah, in, absolutely. in your experience, you know, working with young men to, to older men and dads, of course, what would, what piece of advice, like number one, don't mean to put you on the spot, but you know, you've seen this over and over and over. What would your number one piece of advice be to, to dads of kids who want to make a difference, who want to like fight this good fight and keep on going? Mm-hmm. What would your number one piece of advice be? Oh, the number one piece of advice is love, showing your kids love. I mean, there's a ton of things that I can tell you, you know, from love to communicating to listening. Dads really struggle with just listening, right? Especially now with the technology thing. We're, we're so like, I mean, you guys got businesses to run, right? You're so in tune with what's going on that your kid may be wanting to show you something or talk to you. And you're like, yeah, listening, but you're not, you're Mm -hmm. so in tune with whatever's on your phone or whatever business you have to take care of. Um, so that's, I mean, that in itself is love showing your kids love by listening to them. Um, I love the fact I've heard uh, somebody said to me once, uh, kids spell love T I M E spending time with your kids is so critical. So, I mean, there's so many different things that I could tell dads that they need to do in order to get better being a dad. Let me just tell you a little secret. Being a dad isn't hard. It's not hard. Mm -hmm. You just have to show love. You have to show up. You have to show them that you're interested. You have to listen. Those can, those things are all just natural things that we can do as human beings that we do in other areas of our lives, just not with our kids. Right. So showing love, communicating with them, listening to them um, are super, super important. I think if any dad needs to hear it, just make those small changes. It doesn't have to be overnight. You don't have to just jump all in right now. If you're struggling in areas or you're, you're so focused on your business, take little steps, mm-hmm. little steps to get you there and build those habits over time. Uh, you'll be amazed at the, at the tremendous um, effort or change you'll yeah. see in, in your relationship with your child. Yeah. You and, just, and hold it, on. No, mm. you just put another idea into my head that I loved. Uh, this idea of know your kid as well as you know your favorite team. Like if you know all the players on the team and you know all their <laughs> positions and you know all their history – you better know your kid that well. Yeah. You know better know all their friends, what they do, what they like. Like that just hit me really hard. Absolutely. Like and that. what what you said, like love, you know, kids spell love, T-I-M-E. That's free. Mm. Right? You don't have to go out and spend a bunch of money or do this or whatnot. That is absolutely free. And can you or any listener out there tell me the positive ROI, return on investment of an awesome relationship with your kid that is free there is nothing out i mean you can't you can't a house isn't free stocks aren't free 401ks aren't free but the the return on investments that you have the opportunity to create with your kid mm-hmm. and it's free free turns into priceless oh that's a good one oh yeah free turns into priceless right it is good 
spend time with your kids, sit with them, watch them play a video game. I don't know anything about the video games kids play, but I sit on the couch and watch them and talk to them, you know? Um, and, and the, the no, un- and I, you know, what you're saying is so true because if you think about, um, let's say your kids are 12 and 13, 14 years old right now, and you're not all in like you're supposed to be as, as a mom or a dad, mm-hmm. think about them 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and the communication that they have with other people, I don't really have a great relationship with my parents. I don't really talk to my dad a whole lot. Mm-hmm. That's just, you have now, because of the time that you didn't spend with them when they were growing up, mm-hmm. you have now broken that bond. That relationship isn't there. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to tell the dads. It's like these times they're growing up before they hit those 18, 19 year old ages when they're off on their own. These times are so critical because mm-hmm. that's where the bond is strengthened. And I talk a lot about building that bond, strengthening that bond, mm-hmm. because when they are like my boys, 23 and 21, and they're two of my best friends, my bond is so strong with them. And I attribute that to not only my work, but my wife's work, our work right. as parents mm-hmm. with them. Um, we were just so in tune in that, in that area that, um, that, Hey, they can come, they come to us whenever they have issues. It's just a, just a natural thing for them. Yeah. We are going to have to have a follow-up episode because it just struck me when I do, I lead women's group coaching, right? So I coach all these women, we get together every week, we talk. And one of the most common things that we hear, and I'm walking through this with myself or with my own father is that we don't know how to talk to them. They don't know how to talk to us. And it's so sad because you can't, you don't have another father, you get one, right? And right. so I think it would be awesome to almost do an episode solely based on repairing Cause like if you're a dad and you're, and your kid is 17, 18, 19, and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not connected. Like the thing he just said is happening to me now. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Or you're a 40 year old woman and you want to talk to your dad and they don't know how to connect. Like, I just think that would be so, 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 so cool. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. invited you back. Yeah. <laughs> well, for sure. Okay. So I lied. I have two more questions. Yeah. Well, number one, what is like something that's just given you, you jazz right now? I don't care if it's if it's RVing, if it's fishing, if it's who knows what, reading five books a month, I don't know. But what is something that you're just like, you know, I recently got into this and I'm loving it. I'll tell you something really simple. And this is going to sound silly, but my younger son, he's away at college right now. He goes to Grand Canyon University in Arizona. Um, we went out to visit him this weekend, my wife and I, because uh, he just turned 21 last weekend. And my older son went out and my nephew went out and they partied with him. So it was our weekend this weekend. Um on our way out, he called us and said, I think I broke my foot. Oh, no. And we're like, oh, no. What happened? He's like, he's riding his longboard, practicing his longboard, and he fell off it. And, and oh. long story short, he didn't break it. It ended up being just a really bad sprain. But the good news for me and his mom is that we told him, you can't be on crutches for the next week in your apartment at college with you know, no help. You're going to have to do online for at least a week and see how it goes. So why don't you come home with us? Mm. So my, 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 that's something that I'm jazzed about right now is he's actually home with us right oh. now and I'm loving it. It's awesome. It's cool. He, you know, I went to pick up my wife from, from she teaches and I went to pick her up from work and he wanted to go. So he's hobbling along to the car, you know? That, so yeah, that's that I'm jazzed about. Cause mm-hmm. he's home for the week as much as he didn't want to be, he wanted to be, you know, off doing his thing, yeah. but you know, so it's just something silly, but I love it. No, that's silly. not silly no, at all. That's like no. time spent with someone you really, really love. So the, the last question better awesome. be about books. He's reading what's it's, the last question it's not that oh but go ahead and ask that well what books are you reading <laughs> what, what are your favorite books and what books are like transformative for you that you would recommend we all read um i just finished a book uh that i absolutely loved and i may read it again but it's by um gary v mm-hmm. uh it just came out this last year i believe uh but it's called 12 and a half mm-hmm. and it's really centered around business um 12 and a half principles to really um elevate your life in business, but it really elevates you as a person and elevates your life in general. 12 and a half, a phenomenal book. I absolutely love it. Awesome. Um, and then, uh, and then I just, uh, also finished, um, my brother-in-law's book max out. So, Oh yeah. Really little yep. there. So we, that's on my good. nightstand. Up there. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. yeah good uh, okay. So lastly, where can people, you know, they've heard some stuff like, okay, this coach, I got to follow him. I got to get on his, his train. Where can they find anything that you want them to find? What do you got going on? Any kind of news that you want our listeners to know about you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you guys very much for having me. I absolutely adore you guys. You guys are awesome. I love what you guys do. And um, so I'm glad we've uh, gotten to know each other and a little bit of friendship there. And I'm looking forward to uh, growing that. So thank absolutely. you for, uh, for having me on the show. But, Same. Yes. Um, but for me, yeah, Instagram is the best place to reach me. Data podcast. You can find me on Instagram there. Um, I generally will read unless there's some weird DMs. I generally read and respond to all my DMs, uh, but they can find me, my website, Dadup Tribe. Uh, they can find me, they can email me at dadaptribe at gmail. Um, either I will respond or someone from the, from my team will respond, but uh, those are the best places. The Instagram really is the best place, mm -hmm. Dadup Podcast. Awesome. And do you have any, are you planning any live events or get togethers for all us dads out here? You know, it's interesting you say that something I've been trying to plan actually with my board of directors it's kind of got kind of gone on the back burner just due to other scheduling issues. But um, I've been looking at trying to plan something with them where we do uh, kind of a virtual um, uh, virtual meeting. Uh, where we kind of talk about different topics and stuff and where people can go. I haven't put any of that in place yet. So it's not something that uh, is out there or going to be mm -hmm. out there anytime soon. It's something that's kind of in the works, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's, that's that what I'm doing amazing. right now. Right on, right on. Yeah. Th that makes me think, and I, I'll let you go after this. Uh, have you read this book? It's called tribe of millionaires. No, I haven't, but I'm going to write it down right it's now. Good, so. it, yeah. it's, it's really good. It's written. It's a fictional story, but it's, it's basically real. Uh, it's a narrative and it, it's, it's, very it's exactly good. what the type of thing that you're doing. And I'm looking to mm -hmm. emulate that with my guys as well, because it is, it's, it's a phenomenal book and it has a lot of great it's ideas. It's that show me your friends. I'll show you your future vibes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Proximity good. principle. Yeah. All I that wrote stuff. it down. Tribe yeah. of Millionaires. Also, Tribe of Millionaires. Yeah. That. Check it out. Uh, listen to it on audiobook. It's, it's, yeah. it's really good. So, okay, cool. All right, Coach, thank you so much for taking the time to drop some wisdom and knowledge to our dads out here. We really appreciate it. You guys, go follow him on Instagram and other stuff that he does because I promise it'll enrich your life, especially if you're a dad. If you didn't have a dad, you're like, whoa, this is cool. Hook up with other dads. Create your board, your own board of directors to dad up and to level up. So, Brian, thank you so much, my man. Thank you guys again. I really appreciate it. Love you guys both. And uh, really appreciate it. It's had a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We'll and your work is awesome. I'm literally getting teary eyed for no reason other yeah. than like, I'm really happy <laughs> that we talked to you. So you're making me cry yeah. for no reason, but yeah. thank, thank you. you thank again. You guys are awesome. All right. Man. All right we'll be in touch thank for that you. other show. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. okay. Thank you guys. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the episode with Coach Brian Ward. Just to let you know, Coach Brian is also going to speak to us dudes about parenting being a man, being awesome. If you liked his vibe, go to badasshusband.com for more information about joining the mastermind because he's going to speak to us directly in the month of November. So if you like the podcast episode, if it's helpful, if you're a dude, consider going to badasshusband.com and joining the mastermind. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reva Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye. Bye.